Yo, if that's not a way to start our 400th episode of this show, I don't know what is. I was smiling ear to ear throughout that whole video. But uh, we're going to talk about the car things today and some other things, but the intro first and all that. The people really want to know who I is and that. You would think after 400 episodes, we would get be able to pull off a successful intro. <laughs> after 400. I'm telling you what, like, it, you... You just don't think about doing many things 400 times. No. And some some people, you know, they'll say to us, like, how do you do a show every day? Like, what, what does that take? How much production? And, like, there's some level of it that's like, yo, it's really hard to do every day. And some level of it's like it's 400 regular, already thing we do. And we keep moving through the day. You know, it's know. there's this, like, weird balance of really really tough but also really really regular you know and it's Gosh. just been a part of what we do and um but is it i tell that? you go ahead you'll tell me i'll tell you when i'm like on vacation or out or can't <laughs> be on the show for some reason it feels weird it's like my whole day is different like everything is weird it you is, know it is for sure weird you know it's funny that you bring that up about this dichotomy of it being like a whole lot of work and takes a lot of discipline and challenge, but at the same time, it's one of the most rewarding parts of, of what we do, just be able to do the show with one another every day, with our production team, with all the people that tune in on the live stream or listen on the podcast, and that's just the way it is in all of life, right? The things that are yep. challenging and take discipline and work are actually the things that bring you the most fulfillment, so uh, it is our honor to spend episode 400 on just a Thursday. It's just a Thursday in the car business, and so we got a lot of stuff to talk about, but we're going to be on the ground with so many of you next week in Arlington, Texas for a SODU Live yeah. tonight. Um, if you are in the Arlington area or can get there easily, please join us in person we're going to be at the Arlington Music Hall on Wednesday night. We're going to put on this entire event. We're bringing the live band from Nashville. We have amazing guests lined up, um, and we hope you can join us in person for that. If you can't join us in person, we got you covered. We're going to do an entire live stream, which you just saw the ad for. Um, so it's our first evening event. So you can gather the family around the smart TV, watch it on YouTube, uh, stream it live, and you can show your family, like, this is actually what I'm a part of. I'm not, I don't do whatever it is you think I do every day. Yeah. It's not stale and stuffy. This, this, this industry is rocking and we're going to try and bring that to a stage next week. We are not, we're going to try. We're oh, going to bring we're, that. We're doing it. Everything's we're bringing it. Everything's in go. line. The band is in the truck and the audio gear and the, the rental and the foods on its way and the tele everything, everything's coming. Everything. Kyle, what, what do you think your kids would say if someone asked them, what does your daddy do for a living? Man, they they're would, like they would have a hard time saying <laughs> like they'd be like, here's the 90 things. Right. But they, they've got a good I mean, they they love just everything that, that we get to put our heart and soul into. I'll, I'll tell you this uh, last night that this is we're going to leave a little bit more space for this one. Sorry for this. Sorry for the stories this morning. But my son <laughs> last night, uh, my daughter goes, uh, Daddy, what's an entrepreneur? <laughs> And my son, without blinking, goes, me. And I was Aww. like, well, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, son? And he goes, well, you know, I'm a part of the Asodu crew. Like, I'm going to help out at the conference. He and like, it. we ship stuff. And he's like, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, Here he we is. go. You know, oh, that's the energy around. Goodness. It. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that story. Speaking of energy. <laughs> so good. Segway. Go. Time. 
All right, we have three awesome stories today. So it looks like Senator Joe Manchin, you know who he is, he's ready for a showdown as dealers and auto consumers are also in the mix of the showdown. So he has threatened to take legal action over how the U.S. Treasury Department is interpreting the rules around EV battery sourcing in the Inflation Reduction Act's consumer tax credit. So basically, he thinks the Treasury is going to interpret the manufacturing requirements very liberally and let things be manufactured and battery components be raw materials be mined overseas and then just assembled in U.S., but... I don't know if you've noticed, but it's pretty hard to get something by Joe Manchin these days. Um, Way hard. That guy is reading every line of every document, just checking on things because he wants to bring manufacturing right on home soil for sure. This is pretty my wild. favorite part of this whole story is the quote from Joe Manchin in his words. I think they're going to try to screw me on this. I'm willing to go to court. I'm willing to stop it all. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> manufacturing is meant oh, to bring man. manufacturing back to the United States. It's not basically allowing everyone to put all the parts and build everything you can for the battery somewhere else and then sending it here for assembly. I like how he takes it so personally. I don't actually, I he don't know. He does take it personally. I don't know if yeah, I like it or don't like it. me, not the corporations, not there, the, not there's the something about that. none of that. There's, me. There's something personally. about that that doesn't, I, I love the fight in that, but the other part is like, Maybe this is a little too much about you at this point. But, right, exactly. But, but I Here, say. Here's what's interesting to me, <laughs> and I get it. Like, I think that I, I think that moving some of this manufacturing here is important. I, you know, there's worry about cost. But what's interesting to me is that we've already seen multiple manufacturers start to point and create factories yes. and create uh, points for manufacturing here. So I think that the spirit of it at the manufacturer level, maybe not the treasury level is being understood and ingested. And that's then the for output sure. of that is very, very apparent. So I, I feel like the spirit of this thing that's coming around is going to be, you know, impacted there. I, I understand his worry about, you know, the treasury and the legality and the tax credits and all that. But I, I think the OEMs are, are taking the spirit of this law and going, Agreed. yep, we are going to bring some level of manufacturing back here. Agreed. And obviously all the confusion it could possibly create about tax credits. Um, yeah. Know, so the Treasury is expected to release the guidelines on the critical mineral and battery component requirements, uh, which is the most complicated part of like, is this vehicle, uh, you know, is it does it qualify for the tax credit or doesn't? Um, but the Treasury has already missed the statutory year-end deadline, which was in December of 2022, and they didn't realize it's about to be April. So <laughs> I don't know if the word statutory actually means anything. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of a segue because this next story is just so freaking awesome. Speaking of things that are freaking awesome. Stop. Segue. Time. All right. We all know dealers will find a way to make it work, right? That's something we know. Well, John Iacono and his partners at Bram Auto Group have just raised the bar as they've opened a joint, get this, a joint Lexus Toyota store. Yes, this is a Lexus Toyota joint store in one of the most expensive and complicated places to put a dealership. It's got a view of the Hudson River. That'll give you a little hint. And it's in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. Um, So basically... The used cars are on the roof. The new cars are in New Jersey and more than 200 vehicles are in line for service on any given day are stacked three high in lifts like matchbox cars. A little bit like, of that language <laughs> came from the Audubon <laughs> news article. Can you imagine there's like 800 porters actually in there? They're like, 
they they said he's you know, just like a machine i'm sure on the, a on a busy day the auto news article is really well written and it's a lot of fun to read um talks it about really like is. it calls it it calls it a dance Right when you drive right. in, you go up like this helix ramp into the service area where a porter takes parts your car on a lift. You get shuttled to this and that. So it's got to. Look, customer. here's the thing: whoever wrote this, I like. I got to give kudos oh, to the auto news writer because when you drop in a Bolshoi ballet reference, you know when he like, dropped that in, I was like, Kyle's going to know what that that is because his wife is a professional ballerina. <laughs> exactly. Like you drop that in, you are cultured. You know a thing or two. Like it, and not just that, but like, yeah ballet in new york is a thing yeah it, it's, it's a thing. It just made a whole it's lot a of thing. sense but um you know they they're doing a lot of things that we've been talking a lot about putting a customer cafe in uh fedex staging facility space. um 35 floors of luxury apartments mean they're meaning they are sinking their retail environment with the with the cultural environment so they're doing a lot of the things that are like drawing people together um for more reasons than just buying or servicing cars exactly so the 35 floors of apartment space don't exist yet actually they built five floors and you can see it's like kind of a largely glass building their service bays are actually natural light what the heck is that all about can you imagine have floor to ceiling windows in your service bay and all that natural <sighs> light coming in like we, we are just so you know we are going to visit you if you're listening absolutely we're coming to new york gotta go it's meet over. the family the picture in the article is great you just see the family all these smiling faces um so the new vehicles some logistic for all you logistics nerds because i know you care new vehicles are stored six miles away and drivers are paid a 42 dollar flat fee to get them into the city that could take as little as 15 minutes or who knows because <laughs> they all who come, knows they all come I mean, through the lincoln tunnel yeah. Which is which is pretty much right there. It's right by Hudson Yards, where Vayner Media offices right. are. You come right in the Lincoln Tunnel. It's not too far from that. Now, the only way Toyota would agree to the joint venture is if the Lexus standard was upheld. So they basically said the whole store which, has to, you know, which, which you're like, well, how does anybody lose in that? Uh, a quote from the owner says it's expected that kind of service is expected in the premium brands. It's not expected in the mass market. And when mass market customer gets treated in a way they didn't expect, the impact is just immense. Write that down. No way. You have Write it down. You have control over that in your store right now, right? You don't need Lexus and Toyota to sign off on it. I don't care if, I don't care if you're a Ford store, a Nissan store, whatever, right? That piece of little piece of uh, advice and insight there is deployable right now in your store in every area and little things, and then you can work up to big things. So I'm, I'm telling you what, one of the most impactful stories I ever had for my career at, in like in the retail side of the business was the moment that I got the opportunity to kind of be in the sales manager role for a day. Um, I, at that point I was in business development, but I was in a sales manager role for the day. And I went to greet a customer that was buying like a a, just a like inexpensive vehicle that you know was a second car for their kid and like shouldn't have meant anything and like gave them a little bit more white glove than they would have expected and i remember that customer going wait you know what i'm here to buy right like you don't need to do all this <laughs> and and i mean obviously like they they ended up buying the car very quickly and it was a very easy transaction but that's I'll bet. that's just a that's a that's a very anecdotal piece that that this is pointing to too saying hey look 
we recognize that the business impact of having to lean in on the luxury store experience for even our mid-market store is going to totally change the game for all those mid-market customers. They're going to feel elevated, important, and have an experience that makes a whole lot of sense to create a, a customer life cycle immediately. Let's go. So there is a Japanese word for this called op- omotenashi. And Lexus uses this is basically created unexpected delight with what amounts to random acts of kindness. Little things, little intentional things, right? Lexus uses the word for it, but it's actually just the reality. We've been talking a lot about hospitality. Um, you know, we're probably going to have some hospitality influence at a SodaCon that's coming in. One, you know, some some good speakers, but it doesn't take a lot to make the impression that you just said, Kyle. In your case, it was just words, right? Ah. It was just words. You didn't go over the gift or gift card or anything. You just treated them the way they want to be. Funny thing about that. So uh, we're definitely coming to visit that Toyota Lexus store. It'll be a great trip. Visit the store. Get something to eat. Visit our friends at Vayner. It'll be a whole thing. Um, But it's just uh, a little encouragement to the industry. If we're not paying attention to the little things to improve our business in a time and a season when we're saying we have to get back to the basics, then what are we even doing out here? What are we we even even doing? Speaking of people saying, what are we even doing out here? Stop. Yeah, soon to be college grads are facing a much tougher job market than they were at the beginning of the year, as many of the companies that were in bidding wars for them in September have since laid off thousands, including companies like Amazon, Wayfair, Meta, McKinsey, a couple that you might have heard of uh, that were on hiring sprees over the last couple of years as big tech was growing. Um, And people that were graduating college were getting you know, job offers left and right. There were bidding wars for some of these people because there was a limited uh, uh, pool of of applicants, um, but the tides have turned. So there's rejection letters happening. People, uh, companies like Amazon have had uh, freeze on hiring or start dates. Postponements. And, um, so that, yeah, so there's just a lot of uncertainty in the job market for, um, you know, young job seekers, especially right out of college. Um, you know, uh, young lady, uh, Rachel Koshner, associate director of uh, Ohio State University's Engineering and Career Services, commented that in the past, if students were asked to write a cover letter, they would balk at the job altogether. <laughs> they were just like, right. no, I don't need all that. Like, like oh, we'll, we'll be cover fine. letter? You know, nah, I got five like, more people. It's a whole nother level out there. And, and you know, people are looking for jobs in new places for sure. Well, here's the, here's the punchline. Here Chat comes. GPT writes cover letters. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, they already pretty know. good ones too. They Probably already know that. Ones. Yeah, just a little little <laughs> training there. <laughs> um, so um, get this: nearly uh ninety seven percent. So almost all of the thousand college seniors surveyed by a recruiting software firm I ICIMS said they have considered alternative options in this job market, weighing graduate school, gig work, um, or taking a job outside of their major. There's there's a big punchline to this whole article. Um, the college graduate unemployment rate has doubled from 23 to 4.6%, just, just in like the last six months. Um, so the company Waste Management, we all know who they are. Jim Fish, the CEO, um, described the situation in this way. We can't hire a truck driver to drive a truck for $90,000 a year in Houston, but I can hire an MBA from a small school for $60,000 and I can get them to work all day long. Isn't that wild? That college debt bill is going to look a little different after that quote. A <laughs> little bit different, a little bit different. But here's the thing. I mean, you start thinking about what, um, I mean, this is perfect timing. It's March, April, May. This is job seeking time. Everybody's out. 
as an industry, we should be looking at this. This is the, these are the blocking and tackling of HR and recruiting. And we're going, oh, wait a second. We need people. We're having a tough time hiring. Where do we go find quality applicants? Give them jobs that make sense. Um, give them opportunity for career growth. Talk about a different career path outside of their uh, they're probably their major, maybe, yep. maybe business people, maybe people in majors that don't have anything to do with business, business finance, opportunity. Tech, right? Like hospitality, go to all the career yeah. fairs, call every, every, uh, every placement person at every college in your local, in your local city and let them know what's up. Give them a heads up. You're hiring. Maybe walk in, go in, meet some people, meet some seniors, go do some, some college tours. This is a prime opportunity to go grab quality, especially on the business side. Right. Let's go. Interpersonal, make manual labor, things like that. Technicians, different story, right? We saw actually I was past Todd Caputo passed this ad to me today and it's a, a sponsored post on LinkedIn. Do we have it? Can we throw it up? Throw or, it up there. Or, did it get up there? Do we have it? Maybe we don't have it. Well, it was an ad from the Hendrick Automotive Group for a ten thousand dollar sign on bonus for a technician. <sighs> ten grand. And some people yeah. think they could even go higher. So whatever it is. Like you got to make your moves now. If you need the technicians, you got to get those. If you, if it's business finance, you might have some options that you never would. And I we know once they get into this industry, they ain't never getting out. Just, <laughs> just tell them to call us right quick. Yes, you know? Yeah. Uh, thank you for being with us for 400 episodes. Today's a Thursday. We got a couple days left. So go out there and get some. <laughs>